traditional God-fearing Baptist belief system, one centered around hard work, honest living, and fair play. Neil knew the H-60 Jayhawk helicopter well. He'd flown them for years in the Army, and also on a tour for the Coast Guard out of Clearwater, Florida. But the base outside Kodiak was this aviator's ultimate destination, a place reserved for the Coast Guard's most trusted and experienced pilots. Only second-tour aviators or better were sent there. In fact, famed Alaskan chopper pilot Russ Zellick was one of Dave Neal's best friends. Just twelve hours before, Neal and his crew had been sitting in the cargo hold of a C-130 crossing the Shumigan Islands when Commander Bill Deal called him forward into the aircraft's cockpit and told him of the crisis building in the Bering Sea. Their C-130 was being diverted to Cold Bay, and H-60 would be waiting. Neal and his crew needed to start planning the rescue. Recognizing a true crisis in the making, Coast Guard officials had also ordered the cutter Alex Haley to the scene. In addition, they dispatched several tugboats, including the ocean-going tug Sidney Foss and the harbor tug James Dunlop, to try and intercept the drifting giant before it ran aground, scattering fuel, cargo, and bodies along the wild, inhospitable shores of Unalaska Island. Commander Matt Bell, the captain on the Coast Guard cutter Alex Haley, was about 150 miles away, monitoring the actions of a fleet of codfish longliners when he received word of the errant freighter's path and location. Bell and his crew were just winding down from fifty or so days of patrolling the westernmost reaches of the Bering Sea along the U.S.-Russia border, and were about to stand down and steam back to Kodiak for a well-deserved bit of R&R. But now Bell was ordered to locate the vessel and to assess the situation. Riding a quartering sea and moving in the direction of the freighter with all possible urgency, Commander Bell set out in hot pursuit of the freighter. However, because the seas were rough, the Alex Haley could only move at ten knots, one mile per hour, and it would be a number of hours before they would catch up with the Selendang Ayu. But with half a dozen engineers reportedly among the vessel's crew, Commander Bell thought the Ayu's crew might get their engine back up and running before he even caught sight of her. Standing six feet tall and weighing a lean 170 pounds, Commander Bell was well suited for the duty at hand. Raised in Georgia by family-oriented parents, he was taught the fundamentals of discipline, work, and academic achievement, a lifestyle that was also accompanied by robust outdoor living. As a small boy, his first exposure to the sea was while camping and fishing for Spanish mackerel at the water's edge of Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. During those impressionable years, the Coast Guard bug bit him hard, for he often observed the gleaming white patrol boats cruising the inlets and passageways that wind their way through the beautiful archipelago of islands that make up that seaboard region. Our summer house was on the inland waterways there, he recalls. You had to take the pass down through all the back bays to get to the jetty before you could get out to the ocean. Bell's father, a Marine formerly stationed on Okinawa, was a hunter-camper-fisher, says Bell. I think he was handed a fishing pole to hold before he could even walk. Along with four brothers and one sister, Matt Bell took naturally to the outdoors. Never bothered by seasickness, he loved fishing with his father and joined him every chance he got. I don't know if I could even name a more patriotic guy than my father, he says. Pledge of allegiance, love of God and country. 
my dad believed that serving one's country was both a duty and an honor. In 1985, Matt Bell joined the Coast Guard. In a very real sense, it seems Commander Bell had been headed into the military from the get-go. Surviving boot camp, he was quickly scooped up and sent to Officer Candidate School, OCS. Steady promotions followed solid tours of duty out of the port cities of New Orleans and San Francisco. One of Commander Bell's first SAR, search and rescue cases, was picking up debris off the Florida coast after the space shuttle Challenger exploded and its entire crew was killed. In 1987, Commander Bell and his family were assigned to the base in Kodiak, Alaska. At that time, he began serving on board Coast Guard, CG, Cutter patrols in the Bering Sea. Now, some seventeen years later, and a veteran at navigating those untamed waters, Commander Bell pointed the Alex Haley in the direction of the disabled freighter and gave chase.